I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have got the man in the building. <laughs> Turn on your mics, fam. There you go. There you go. Where is Yafu? Food. food oh, man. damn. This guy is always shouting on <laughs> You're always shouting on the mic, bruv. Why are you always shouting? I'm trying to get my voice booming. Oh, late. Well, let me see where you are. Let me see where you are. I don't even know where you are. I've learned from my previous mistakes. I'm going to talk loud and I'm going to talk proud. It's talk loud name. and proud. I'm going to say it with my chest. <laughs> Annunciate. <laughs> Pronunciation. <laughs> Where's you have in the bathroom? Yeah, he's just psyching himself up before the big one. <laughs> He's scared. He's having a nervous pee. Do you know what I'm saying? What are you saying though, Steve? I'm calm. I'm ready. I feel good. Yeah? I feel on the verge of history. Verge of history. Yeah, we've got Christmas lights looking like a John Lewis out advert outside. Hey, I'm not going to disclose the information of where we're staying, but it's looking very John Lewis outside. <laughs> Simply having a wonderful Christmas. Cool, boys. <laughs> You know them football ones where they're just like the t- they're giving you all of the all the Sunday league things. Doesn't want it, boys. It doesn't want it. Turn it first five. Turn it first five. Ah, oh, your thing's here, bro. Go true. Go true. Go true. Oh, nice of you to join us, sir. <laughs> I think it's on. I think it's on. So what are we saying? What it do, baby? Oh, look, here he is, here he is. Yeah, I heard you lot bitching about me shouting <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> Time to lower the fucking decibels. Oh my God, here we are, here we are. Have we, have we started recording yet? Yeah, man, this is what we do, man. I just like it to flow nicely into the things. Huh? Yeah, I like to flow nicely into things sometimes as well. Oh my God. <laughs> Cut it out! This is disgusting. Who are you? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Who are you, bro? He's like the Quagmire podcast. Oh God. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, bro. Do you remember, remember, I don't want to name the person. We're not going to put this spot out, are we? Yeah, yeah, this is going on, bro. Nah, then just bleep out the person, but I'll bleep the person yeah. out. No, nah, but then bleep I don't the want name. people to know I'm a savage, though. So we can't, please. No, nah, this is going out. No, nah, allow it, man. Then don't say nothing. No, but I've already said something. Ah, uh, then you have to say it now. No, nah, allow me, cut it out. Bro, it's going, no, we're not cutting out. <sighs> You're boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're boring. Why are we going to cut it out for? image to obtain. Oh, my days. I was talking to someone the other day about this guy, yeah? And they were saying how this guy likes to be just a diplomat. Diplomatic because, you know, doesn't want other people to know that he's a he's a bad guy. Who is you saying that to? I have my sources, bro. I was talking to somebody about you, bro. What a thing? Nah. <laughs> See, look. <laughs> See, look. <laughs> <laughs> he's sweating oh, bro, right now as well. He's sweating yourself right now. He's dry snitching. He's sweating on himself right now as well. He was talking to someone about me and then not say who it was at least. No, bro. but I ain't snitching. I just say that I was talking to someone. Whoever you are, man, reveal yourself. How? <laughs> Single man. Reveal yourself. <laughs> 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 no likey, no lighty. Do you know what? I think it's enough of the preamble. I think it's time to, in, in, over. to introduce the pod, innit? 
So he's doing it this week. Jeez. He's we need a little drum roll, please. He's doing it. He's doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a name. Yeah. What we say? Oh, damn. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Out of Home podcast. Unfortunately, we are without one member, Mr. Kwame himself. Papi Kwams. Papi Kwams. He is actually out of home exploring the world. He's in uh, New York and in London as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the same Kwame who accused me of never being in Amsterdam. <laughs> Kwame, send us a location, fam. Send us a location. Literally. So don't, take, don't listen to me. Oh, please. my days. But I'm here with my boys. I got Steven to the left of me. Come on. I got Yaffy to the right of me. Yo, yo, yo. You know what it is already. It's your boy KK. This is the Out of Home podcast. Blood fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should give a little bit of a... A reason why? Yeah, man. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, the last episode that we had, we just didn't really have... We didn't have a name we at all. We spent half an hour trying to figure it out. Yeah, we, we gave up. We didn't have a name. I mean, we went for a, a couple of names that we thought we liked and um, yeah, that was it. And then we went away and we were like, well, we kind of should have a name, right? So um, we went away, had a, had a thought. We took a, a bunch of the ideas that we all had and... This came out, the Out of Home podcast. I mean, I think it embraces a lot of who we are, what we are, what we represent. Um, we've come from London, left our homes to make a home within a home in Amsterdam. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it is, it, is, it is us. And I feel like these guys have got points that also um, yeah, what does touch upon that. To what does it mean to us? Mm. Stephen, tell us what it means to us, man. Yeah. When I left my village to come here, <laughs> nobody knew me. This guy's <laughs> Oh, my days. Nah, for real. But, um, <laughs> nah, for, for me, it just means like an adventure. So, like, literally, we all gave up a life that we knew and then came into mm. something that we didn't know. It was mad unpredictable. Like, I got off the plane, just a word of cash. I didn't have you a house. Very, bro, man said I got off the plane with a wad of, of cash. Where did you come from? <laughs> yeah, My boy, where did you come from? <laughs> no one needs to know about that. But, but like, I came down, I didn't have anywhere to stay. Yeah, I went yeah. to their estate agent. I was just like, look, this is what I have. I need somewhere to stay. Mm. And then uh, I found a place. It was just mad how we've all come together in this place, have different experiences. Yeah, And I feel like not enough people... Uh, branch out of what they know and mm. I feel like this is a great opportunity to um, reveal some of the mystery of it because if you yeah. don't know then you don't know but like those that know should have a role in uh, saying how it is for sure man for sure man I, I'm just to touch on that I feel like being out of home means you're out of comfort right and stepping outside your comfort zone ultimately makes you grow and I feel like this was a very telling way to to say that in another way, right? So we're out of home, but we're also growing. This is our journey. We're just documenting it with ourselves. We're going to talk us through, talk us through like some of our experiences. And uh, yeah, that's why I feel like it, it represents us. What about you, Yaf? You know me, I've always got something to say. Um, Save the best till last, man. <laughs> you know it is. Nah, do you know what? I feel as though we're always out of home and mm. people spend a lot of their time physically out of home, right? Mm. But for us, it was a nice little play on words. A, because we're actually recording in a house. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I, I kind of irony. appreciated the, the irony, irony around it. 
Um, but yeah, second of all, I think physically always out of home. You're always, well, us personally, we're always pushing ourselves. We're always kind of taking things to new heights. Yeah. And I think the name very eloquently um, nods to that. So mm. I think it's dope, bro. And Pampy hit us with the ad-libs earlier. Go on, let me hear it. Oh, damn. <laughs> So it's kind of I like that element of it. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Damn, like, oh damn, man's left home, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's a big deal, man. Yeah. It's a big deal. I feel like not a lot of people from from where we're from get to experience living another life or another culture, and for us to do that, that's that's a big deal. Mm. It, it it takes a lot of balls to step away from what you're what you're used to and try and make a life in in somewhere else, especially somewhere that you've never been before. Well, not but you've never been before, but you've never spent. 100%. A period of time there, and when we've been here for collectively a, a long time, I think Kwame's been there coming up to five years. Uh, Stephen, you're 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 on four. Yeah, if you're almost on two. I'm I'm a, a year and a half, literally mm. next this weekend. So that's crazy. Yeah, man. I also really appreciate the advertising connotations to out of home. Yeah, as well. of course, of course. For those of you who don't know, out of home is <laughs> basically just a big advertising space. Yeah. Usually in quite disruptive physical mm. spaces. Yeah. And I like that because I think us as a collective, we're quite disruptive and mm. there's just so many ways and angles in which you can tie it in. Yeah, which I think yeah, is yeah, yeah. Fucking dope. Yeah, man. I mean, it It almost like, it was almost just screaming at us really, wasn't it? When the name came, it's like, oh, obviously this makes sense. This is That's exactly sweet. what it is. So yeah, man, I just feel like this was the right name. Um, hope you guys like it. This is the Our Home Podcast and this is what episode two, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, deuce. wait, but deuce, I should, deuce. I should, I should, I should, I should, I should put my hands up though. I want to apologize to the guys first and foremost. This uh, is like, you don't need to. Nah, do that, I should, bro. man. This These is actually, are my confession. <laughs> this is this is actually episode three. Technically, technically, however, due to technical difficulties of our last recording, we had to throw that one away because we couldn't let you guys listen to that just because. Mm. The sound wasn't where we wanted it to be. However, we will go back because it was a great conversation. We spoke about some real shit. Um, we had some great topics and some great sound bites. So we we want to go back and revisit that conversation at a later date. So don't worry, you will get it. This is technically uh, episode three, but in reality, this is episode two. <laughs> and we used the budget to send Kwame out to America to test out new equipment so that this never happens again. So big up Kwame for that. Hold tight. <laughs> so, Stephen, Stephen, you know what time it is, man. This is the time where we ask each other what made us smile this week. So, please. I actually have an easy one. I'd, lo- week, I'd love to know what made you smile this week, my bro. So, I took a week off work and I went back to London. Uh, Sick. South London, spent some time with my brother, and then North, which is a hell of a trek. I think we'll be going back and forth. <laughs> I've done um, it a couple times. So yeah, well, London is big, dead. you know. Too Spe- big, bro. Especially when you spend time here, you're just like... <laughs> London is huge. Do you, know, do you know that's actually such a good point? Because like there's people telling me to link them and then I was looking at uh, like the Google Maps. It's like, it like 45, 50 minutes. I was just like, you know what? Nah, this doesn't make sense. My brother's like, that's calm. I was like, what do you mean? That's calm. It's like, because I'm used dumb. to like 15 minutes, like max 20 minutes. But man, like, man can go to the location, back to the location and back before you got anywhere in London, yes. in I, Amsterdam. I could be running suicides bike, in Amsterdam. On your bike. <laughs> <laughs> on your bike <laughs> so uh, but uh, I got to like connect with people that largely uh, due to like work and lifestyle just neglected throughout the years so like I yeah. caught up with as many people as possible that's dope um, 
shout out uh, Joe, who spent Joe from Cheeky Sport, who spent a lot of time with me. Oh, sick, sick, sick. He's got yeah. a blue tick now on Insta. Yeah, yeah. man's man, verified, Joe, winning awards and that. And I knew Joe before Joe was Joe. But that's the story for another yes, day. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, you know, you know. We went uh, uni together in Portsmouth. I swear down. Yeah, me, Joe, Sick. Dave, and Akeem. Shout out, uh, shout out, Joe. All pompy. That man are doing their thing, man. Yeah, man. Cheeky Sports doing their thing, man. That's Sick. Big love for them for real. And then uh, Mabdul, like a big photographer in the in the UK, is doing a thing. He actually did the artwork for um, uh, Davido's new album with Spotify, amazing, which is sick, by the way. So, so I spent some time with him. And then yeah, a couple of my my boys and. Uh, uh, a couple of the girls we used to hang out with back in back in the day, uh, and then obviously my brother in South he got a new he's got a new house so he's been adjusting to life in uh, Lewisham, mm-hmm. uh, so that was cool just walking around the South which I never used to spend time there before, so uh, yeah all those things made me happy like just to see how far uh, the people have come and like where we're taking it and like everybody's doing good and that made me smile. That's it, man. Them. It's so good to go back home after spending time. In, in Amsterdam because when you come back you almost have like just that recharge of energy in it because you realise that no matter where you go you're going to have those people that are back home that love you and you can go for as long as possible but as soon as you come back that love's always going to be there mm. and it's very difficult well it's, it's very easy to forget that that's there especially when you're just here on your day to day and you're grafting you're grinding you're doing your thing but the moment you get to like switch off and go back home and to see your friends and your family Man, that's a beautiful thing, man. So I know, I know for I know how you're feeling, and I know that's a. <laughs> I, even though it's easy, I know that means a lot still. No, it's it's, it's actually made me smile. Yeah, nice oh, boy. Man. What about you, Yaf? Um, I was in Milan. And hey. It was my first time, and so as with any place I've gone for the first time, I just like to take it in, see what I go on, and the culture out there is beautiful, bro. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. There's the huge fashion influences. I went to this contemporary art place. I'm not an artsy fartsy guy, by the way, guys, but <laughs> Seem I like to, to be interpret. Though. I like to interpret people's visions and like get my own perspective on it. So I like going to art galleries every now and again. But it was just sick to take in the city, bro. Yeah. Because number one, I'm there for work. Never did I imagine I'll be traveling <laughs> the world and seeing all these places. And so every time I do go to a new place work I'm like bro I'm here I'm getting paid to be here mm. do you get it and so yeah just taking in the city the people out there are really really cool like despite what you might hear in the media yeah about Italy there's a lot of people in Milan who are who are real in it and so yeah it was just nice to be there bro be there and soak in the culture the food is obviously amazing so I was gonna ask about the food was incredible <laughs> um and you just get real family vibes out there Nice. Like, for example, you go to a restaurant, the owner comes out. It's like all of them um, gangster movies that you see, <laughs> like the mob movies. That you is, see. Is, is that how you move? It's, like, yeah? it's like, it's a lovely place, but it reminds me of all of those gangster no, films that we've the, seen the in the past. It's like everyone's just sitting, <laughs> bro, they till bloody late as well. Yeah. But that's uh, that's quite that's quite a European thing though, right? Yeah, bro, the, the restaurant closed at three. There's still people eating at that And I time. bet people didn't like show up until like 11 and stuff. <laughs> Fam, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that. Spain, places in Spain, Portugal. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit like that. They eat quite late. They that's open until late. So it was nice just to kind of... Because I feel as though culture is deep-rooted in Italy, but Milan obviously being a much a much more amplified version of it. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was sick, man. That was dope. That's what made me smile. Sick, man, sick. Um... What made me smile? This week, um, 
this weekend, I spent a lot of time just in the studio <laughs> alone, as I like to do. But um, I've been working on, I guess, my EP project album, whatever you want to call it, for the best part of, well, yeah, since I got here. And um, this weekend was the first time I felt like I was close to finishing because I I, fin- I like wrote three songs. Um, and it was like, wow. I, I loaded them onto my little playlist I had um, on my on my iTunes. Looked at the the, the the track list and was like, "Yo, this is That's this hard. is nuts!" Because mm. it was just a sense of accomplishment after so long, after having like writer's block and losing my voice and stuff, and then finally being like, oh, "Okay." We're now now we can get back baby get busy sort of thing so yeah now nah, that was that's what made me smile man seeing the track list and being like yeah this is sick man. that's sick bro. yeah 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 i got I a think... couple rhymes for the feature if you need <laughs> bro, I, I told you from when you had when you came studio last time bro, i stay with the crew uh, listen my Yo. peoples my peoples the last time we recorded <laughs> it, obviously we all got we had a decent amount to drink yeah 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 and then the boys were just freestyling listen <laughs> The mic wasn't even on, but Stephen was just spitting into the mic like he was, <laughs> like he was Eminem and Eight Mile. But Stephen's got hidden talents that nobody knows about. Bars. Yeah, he's got bars still, and he's dropping them off the dome as Trust well, man. Me. I stay with my quill. I stay writing. And said he stays with his quill. This guy. <laughs> Who are you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, though, yeah, yeah, I feel as though that question. I always say it, it's such a sick question. Yeah. Because it just it just consciously makes you think, what am I grateful for? Mm. What's making me happy? Mm. And I don't think enough people do that. No, I think it's really important to do that, to like evaluate your week or even your day and see. Because like what it does is like, oh, you might get to Thursday and nothing's made you smile. But then you realise that you've actually not even been looking to do anything positive. Exactly. You've just been going through the motions in a, in a day or in the week. And then you you change your your perception or the, your outlook on 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 a day or whatever it is or whatever situation you're in, and then all of a sudden something will make you smile. Do you know what I mean? And it it's a, such a nice like feeling to have when you can just switch that and go, okay, that's where I wanna, that's where I want my mind to be. Yeah, facts. I like the fact that we're switching up the schedule and doing this on a Monday because now like. Can you look, oh, did I snitch on this? No, it's fine. <laughs> 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 Steve is looking around nervously. Oh, shit, oh, shit. She's neat. At the start of the week. Um, because then now, like, cool, now I'm, I'm already focused on, like, what's the next thing that's going to make me smile for this week? Normally we do at the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's true. Reflective. Yeah, and then mm. we normally go out on the podcast and forget everything. <laughs> 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 or we stay in and forget everything. Oh my days. <laughs> but do you know what? Yeah. I've never I've never kept a diary year. Mm. I remember there was one year where my year just started off wavy. Yeah. The NBA was in London. I went to NBA game. Then I just did some sick stuff in general. I was like, do you know what? I've had such a wavy month. Let me just write a list of everything I've done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as the year carried on, I just kept writing a list in my notes. Yeah. And then I went back to it at the end of the year. I was like, oh my gosh, like this, what a hell of a year it's been. But now I don't feel as though people do that enough. The most I will do to reflect is go on my album on yeah, my iPhone yeah. and just scroll through all my pictures and mm. images and just laugh at some of the, you, the funny stuff we've done. Do you think that people don't do it or they just, you just don't know that people do it? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that do right and keep a diary of the things that they've done. Boy, if people do it, then they're not 
sharing it. But then... Do they have to share it? That's what I was going to say. Maybe <laughs> they don't need to and it's more of a self-reflection exercise. Yeah. But go, on, go on, Stevie. I was going to say, I think it's changed a little bit because like, for me anyway, like everybody that knows me is that I'm always doing stories. So like, <laughs> yeah. Are you? No, yeah, <laughs> in case you didn't know. But then like, it's really good because like I'm not organised to keep a diary. Like I will lose it. Like I can't be trusted. But then, like, well, if it was in your phone, or something. Uh, yeah, if it's on my phone, like, because then, like, like, IG will hit me up, like, I did this a year ago, and then, like, oh, I hate or, you, like, I hate the you, iPhone hate will you. remind me that I did something, or Facebook come yeah, up, like, I, I did something a year ago. So I'm like, oh, wow. And then that's when I have that reflective moment. But, like, when it comes to, like, writing with my quill, it's, if it's not lyrics, then, like, it all gets lost. <laughs> Man, my quill. But I, I, I would probably agree with that. I'm not sure how many people now would. No, I I don't know. I I don't know. I'm a writer in it, yeah. so I'm. So like, I think you're, but you're yeah, thinking you're yeah, yeah. That way. And I'm, I'm, but the thing is, I, we're, 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 instead of writing down a diary, mine are evil songs, or yeah, and I can, expression. yeah, expression, and I can look back at those songs or look back at those poems or scratchings or little scribbles and being like, oh, that was that day, and this is why that, this is why I wrote it, sort of thing. So for the sentiments the same just yeah. the way we do it has yeah has it's different changed. different parts of different yeah. ways of expressing but yeah. I would like to be able to write so, but I just lose all that paper like mm, I, I think I've I think I've gone through five five notepads in four no maybe about six seven months now that's mad yeah it's ridiculous but like with work stuff though. as well though mm. as well okay. but like I use um I use like two or three for like just normal writing yeah yeah I'm curious to see how other people do it like what's your what is their way of reflecting? Mm. Some people meditate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I had a sick one. Too. I didn't write it down, but what I do is I, on my notes, I write stuff on my notes. So yeah. I, I came up with like, uh, basically my uh, philosophies, Steveologies. Steveologies. Steveologies, which... Uh, Did I, you just coin that phrase just now? Yeah, no, Vicky Marquez tried to uh, leak, leak my Steveologies ahead of time. <laughs> so like... Hold I, tight, Vic. <laughs> well, go on, Vic. VM7. But... Um, Shout out the TPs for it. For, <laughs> just before, just before we get in trouble for doing that. Before yeah. we shout out the TPs for that. mad thing. But like, yeah, Jenny. I use my notes. I use, I use my notes. I didn't realize like, I will jot stuff down on my notes, and then like ideas or things that come into my head, mm. and then I think that works for me because I can't. I read. I would rarely lose my phone. Mm. Like, I would lose mm. paper. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I start like I think when I started writing properly. Um, well, no, when I started doing music, I used to use my notes. And it wasn't until um, I moved here when I started to write. I, I rarely write in my, my phone now. Also, there's big power in physically writing. Yeah, I, no, it sticks with me more. Yeah. I remember say, it. Right? Like you yeah. remember yeah. shit yeah. more my, when you write Man, I remember physically. so much more when I write it on paper. Mm. And I know exactly where I can find it. I know like what was said and what, what, what was going through my mind. It's weird. It's like a weird connection with, yeah. with, the, with a, the paper. It's a trigger in your brain. Definitely, you write definitely, like. definitely. Because when I used to put it on my phone, it like I'd have to have my phone around. But like I can write it down, say it like three, four times, and I'm like, oh, it's it's to committed yeah. to memory. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is wicked. But I wanted to get into it though. Yeah, man, let's do this. What I wanted saying? to chat to you guys. So obviously, the way that we work is we literally just throw ideas into our group chat. Yeah. And kind of, kind of just agree on the day <laughs> <laughs> what we're gonna do. So today, you've told me three times, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. Oh, Stephen, well, you should have uh, put it on your phone. Yeah, exactly. You know, you should have wrote it down physically. Mate. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> um, But I wanted to talk about 
talk to you, man. Yeah. More about how the culture shifting and we're starting to see a lot of companies, a lot of brands really like tapping into the culture, both through music, through sport, through all of the worlds that we're all kind of involved in. But yeah, I'm just a bit of an open forum to kind of get you guys thoughts on how you see culture and marketing becoming more closely ingrained. Wow. What a topic. Big, big things. <laughs> I can start if you like. Well, it's your topic. So yeah. tell us where you want us to go and then we can... Well, it can go in a number of places. <laughs> With the explosion of, um, I guess, the urban music scene, urban inverted commas. When you say urban as well, like what, what, um, what time period are you going to give it? How do you mean? The, you said the explosion of the yeah. urban music scene. Yeah. What? When are you talking about? When did this explosion start? Well, I think it's in the last. In your few mind, years, in right? your mind. In the last few years, it's become a lot more commercialized. Yeah. And so, you know, you see brands now that are working with rappers, like UK rappers, UK musicians, and paying them a lot more money than they would actually get paid for a deal, for example, or through their musics. And so I think that's adding a really interesting dynamic into how brands work, but then also how artists are working with these brands because mm. they're getting paid more money. And then when you look at athletes as well, there's a lot of athletes who are now getting paid by a lot of brands to do different shoots or different campaigns. And so I think that sort of inclusion of primarily rappers and sports or athletes is now taking marketing to a completely new space. Mm. Especially because we know, everyone knows that they really resonate with mm. youth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think like I agree with everything you said, but then when you said like explosion, I would say it's explosions because I would say like you could go from like the early days with the, the grime scene and the people that brought it through... Um, then people like Chipmunk trying to make it more mainstream. You know, even if you, if you, even if people perceive it to have failed back then, it like brought it a little bit further along the way. Someone then else then picked it up, brought it a little further in the way. So what I think that we're seeing now is that like it's now going over the top. But then I feel like we also um, need to acknowledge all the people that brought it to this way or got it to that point. Maybe mm. they didn't see it. Like for example, like I, I was working with like DWE, like. He paved the way a lot there. So, like, there's other artists that are making much more money than him. But in terms of, like, what he did in that scene, like, the others couldn't have done what they did without him first yeah, setting, I think setting the pace. I agree. It's definitely important to pay homage to the people that came before because without them, we, were, we wouldn't have the scene or the foundations that the scene is on mm. at the moment. Um, so the likes of your Kano's, your DWEs, your Wileys, your Dizzy Rascals, your Wretches... Yeah your gets like all of, all of the people that we grew up on um they're they're the pioneers for for this scene as it is right now i think what we're seeing at the moment is the scene has become so fruitful in a way that in actual fact we have taken over what it is to be popular music mm-hmm. um it, it would be fair to say that in fact even though it's not and popular is pop music is popular music it would be fair to say that urban music is now pop music if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's you know what I'm saying. And um, I think it was only going to be a matter of time before these brands started to utilise and to see the power of who, what what we're doing in the music scene because we're able to sell out Ali Pali two days. That's, what's it? D-Block Europe. D-Block Europe, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You've got, you've got, you've got Krebs and Cone that are 
going to do two shows at O2, I think this weekend or so or something like that. And it, and even if you're just going down through the Afro swing, you're looking at drill now, the scene is fruitful, man. There's, there's so many artists that are able to tap into um, a market that brands are actually struggling to, to associate themselves with. Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking at the makeup of some of these brands that want to talk to the youth, they don't have that inside of their businesses and they're going to have to reach out to who can. And right now, those the kids that are making music in the UK have the world at the palm of their hands. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Was you going to say something? You know, I was going to say, I think the next stage of it then is like, because it's like a constant evolution, the next stage is a crepe um, with a flavour of the month or whatever. But then it's like... Um, <laughs> How do you get the ownership and like own the distribution yeah. and that because then that's a different kind of like 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 power you know like mm. I know cinemas is a hot topic um, at this moment I know um, in terms of like your Spotify's and the other p- people that control the distribution of that content you know mm. and I think obviously like um, like Nipsey what he was a revolutionary in terms of really preaching about ownership and owning yeah. your own destiny and owning their own culture. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be the next stage. And I think like the thing that I like the most is how, especially in the grime scene, like they all came together and kind of decided like, we're going to all support each other, which is the first time I've really seen it. Um, I didn't really, I don't, you don't really see it in America where like um, rappers are like collectively. America's too big, man. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just saying that like, it was the first time that I've, I've seen something like that. And then, like, I think through Afrobeats, we kind of, like, kind of copied that formula because we've seen the way it was done in the UK. So, like, collectively, they've all supported each other to raise the scene together. And I think that's really commendable mm-hmm. and something that I was really impressed with and uh, is, is continuing. The black music scene in the UK is fairly, fairly, fairly young. Yeah. So what you're saying about ownership and yeah. and having these labels and distribution and owning these like these platforms um i still think it's still in its infancy yeah. because not many people know not not maybe that they don't know they just haven't been given the opportunities or it does take a lot of money to do those things right i think the way that things have ch- have changed and shifted from i think what we were talking about earlier from um big corporations to actually being able to release stuff as an independent artist are now allowing artists to have that capital. And I know we're straying away from the whole marketing idea, but I'm just touching on what um, Stephen was saying. Um, They're able to have that capital and put it into themselves and then, you know, invest in themselves. And I think what you're going to start to see is artists and platforms having their labels. Like you, you you look at GRM, Mm. GRM have their they have their GRM rated awards mm. they have they're, they're giving out plaques to artists yeah they're creating an ecosystem you know what I mean they, exactly and that's that's just the start that's the start of building a, a, a label a record label yeah. and you've got some of those people that do work for I don't know like different um, different companies as A&Rs or working in the music industries only all it takes is to take that knowledge and put it into something themselves and then you already have um your, your, what Stephen's talking about, your ownership. So I think it's still in its infancy and we are going to see it. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for us to get there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think from my side, yeah, mm. I feel as though there's, well, there's so many ways in which the, the conversation can go. But what I start to see more and more and more is kind of this sort of, 
I don't know how to articulate in the best way. I'm I'm just very interested to see where it's going to go next. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel as though it's reaching a point now where everyone's working with, like what Stephen said, the flavour of the month and everyone's working with kind of the people who are hot right now. Yeah. But is there much longevity in that? Is is, is kind of where I'm thinking and how will that evolve? How brands and how how even artists positions them, position themselves as brands as well because that's also a huge, huge element to it. And I was reading an article the other day which was kind of hypothesising what could the future of the music industry be. Mm. And it was really interesting. It said, essentially, in the next 10 years, music labels are just going to be glorified marketing agencies because mm. A&R is kind of becoming less and less of a thing because... Anyone can tell who a hot artist is just by listening to them through yeah. social media or through SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at someone like Russ, who is like, if anyone is into music, you have to research Russ and his story because it's sure. lit. And so, <laughs> as I guess the middleman, quote unquote, becomes a bit more void. Obsolete, yeah. But is kind of given those marketing dollars, what is the role of that artist going to be? That's what I'm really interested in. And how are they going to almost like position themselves. And then there's a whole ecosystem around it as well because then you have more managers involved and you have more sort of like marketing people who are just working for one artist rather than for a label. Mm. I know I've said a lot of stuff there. Yeah, but, I'm, like, I'm just trying to process yeah, 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 it. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to process I'm, it. I'm just thinking out I think loud. It's, it's really interesting what you said. Like, I think like you're basically saying that there's going to be a, like a shift in the balance of power and then where artists, like, they may wake up one day and realise, actually, you know what? I know what good content is. I can produce content. Yeah. I can do all of these things because at the end of the day, the people are coming to me mm-hmm. and this is my audience. I know how to grow this audience. I know what this audience needs and I can serve their needs and maybe I don't need the intermediaries. And when you've got that, it just becomes, it goes into like a more powerful um, segment where you can, the voice is not diluted or it's not having to accommodate to what mainstream media is saying, oh, you need to say this or we, you can't get played because of X, Y, Z, where it just becomes more uh, raw and authentic and like straight from the horse's mouth, which is what I think people want anyway. But would you, would, what was going to say? But would you say that artists are not going to need um, labels altogether because there, there is something that labels offer for artists, and that's distribution. Look at Stormzy. Like Stormzy just signed signed a, a deal, right? Or he's I, with, I, um, he is with Atlantic. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he was independent for so long, and then realized that if he didn't sign with, obviously on his own terms, but if he doesn't sign with a, a major label, you're not gonna, your your music doesn't you're not going to be as big as Ed Sheeran or your Adele's. Because those are people, yes, like they're they're like the biggest artists in the world, right? But without that distribution, they're not going to be able to touch certain places mm. on the on the back of their of their music alone and on their independence on their independence side. Some of them are going to need they're going to need labels, anyways. I think I'm, I missed the point about marketing, but no, I'm just but touching the point about labels because labels is, I, I me personally, I, I I feel like they are becoming obsolete for artists that are starting out. Like you don't need a label to 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 break, break your break song, out. right? Yeah. You don't need a breakout. You don't need a label to for a breakout song. In actual fact, you can make us. You can make a song in your bedroom, put it out with the right with the right 
communication strategy. Hold low key. <laughs> <laughs> you, with the right communication strategy, you can touch people. Your thing can grow organically, and then like you can you could be, end up on. And this is what happens: people go from Summer Walker goes from making tunes in her bedroom to being nominated for yeah, how many awards. Do you that's know what I'm sick. saying? But like the thing is, um, what what I think is actually happening to artists at the moment is they're not going through. And like what we said, the guys that paved the way for these got these artists. They, they what they're not going through is the the gauntlet of the tests that you have to have. They're not they're not doing fuck radio. They're not doing deja. They're not doing all of these things that used to happen mm. to sharpen your skills. Like kids aren't doing open mics. They're not going to shitty like little venues. one little venues and performing to 10, 15 people. They're making their one tune Blow and up. going straight to wireless yeah. and not knowing what to do. And this and then what happens is a lot of these kids end up with problems like. Even you want to talk about Rams, Rams like suffered heavily from from depression um, recently, um, and that's just a that's just a I guess a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think, man. It's it's just like a, a fuck snapshot. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's like a, an outcome of being forced in front of the. The, the the limelight too you quickly into something you're not you wasn't necessarily ready for yeah exactly yeah you know what I'm saying and um again I, I think I've, I've strayed away from the point I was even making before well, what, but what you're saying is interesting though because if we use Stormzy as an example yeah yeah do you remember when Pogba signed for United yeah 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 okay yeah look here we and are now it was Adidas as a brand yeah who put Stormzy next to Pogba yeah. through Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stormzy's meeting people like David Beckham because of Adidas. So mm. what I think is interesting is the role that brands could potentially play in the future. Mm. Imagine if an artist is signed to a brand. Yeah. Like just thinking out loud. Imagine Red Bull, for example. I don't know if they do already. Maybe they do. Yeah, they do. Start signing I can imagine. I can imagine they do because they have like Red Bull Studios. I don't know if they do or not. Do you know I haven't I mean? fact-checked it, but I feel like they would They would sign artists. Yeah. It would make sense, There's right? There's even a Nando's but, studio as well. Like, I, I just think it's such an interesting space and because we're kind of in the, we're in the realms of it and it's, hmm. it's only really starting to like truly grow and become commercialised that, there's a very interesting space. So what, wait, I've got, go on, Stephen. I was going to say, would you not say that's already happening now in terms of brand signing artists? And then the other thing would be like, I think two points, really interesting one. And I think like what Jay-Z is doing is really interesting as well. Like, okay, cool. He's known for music, but he's signing like athletes, like uh, Romelu Lukaku's uh, Rock Nation. Through I think Rock a, Nation Sports. Yeah. And I think someone else, uh, rec- another footballer, someone else recently joined. Uh, Rich James. Yeah. Joined yeah. Rock Nation Sports as well. So like, I think that's kind of interesting. And is that similar to what you're saying or do you, you see that as being different? No, because with Jay-Z, he, that guy's just a money man, bro. He's so flipping smart. <laughs> and Rock Nation Sports is more a division of the wider Rock Nation portfolio. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So within Rock Nation, I don't know if it's music, if they call it Rock Nation music, but... It's just Rock Nation, I think. Yeah, he's got artists, he's got writers, all of those kind of people. So he he's kind of... I think he's been really smart where he's just looked at, okay, here's everyone that's marketable. You've got athletes musicians, writers, and now even, what's, what's my man? We speak man earlier. Rap man. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's yeah. Rock Nation as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Shout he's been rap man, man. pioneering. That was kind of fucked up what they did to him. Are we, do we want to talk about that? Well, we, yeah, we can, go, we can talk about that, man. Like, raw, like, 
Rap Man's Blue Story came out what last week Friday. Yeah. It was in the cinemas for the weekend, and uh, something happened in Birmingham at this cinema. I'm not going to give them any clout, and they decided that they were going. Well, there was a fight there that broke out by some young kids with machetes and whatever. And due to the fight, they they removed Rap Man's movie from all of their screenings. In the whole of the UK. And what was the reason they gave? Did they have they actually come? What was the reason, Stephen? Do you know this, the reason for it? Yeah, it's it's there's basically a fight, and then they tried to basically insinuate that the fight was caused by undue influence to the film being there. But like when the actual <laughs> reality is, like, there's no zero bro. correlation, and it's like the highest form of assumption could you, you could imagine? Be. And it's just like you've worked so hard yeah. for your thing to come out, yeah, and then. Something happens that's got nothing to do with you, but they spin it to make it seem that it's your fault. And then they punish you, the creator, for inciting violence and then stop you from getting your bag. I think it's the biggest L for them. I think it's the biggest L for them. Of course. like, But also on top of that, Joker came out. Joker came out, I I think, what, last month or whenever it did. And there were loads and loads and loads of incidents across the world, but specifically, like, just people going to the, the cinema and then flipping, I don't know, like, fights breaking out. Oh, shit. There was, there was a few There was a few in the UK where um, uh, there was even a weapon that was brandished at the, the cinema, but they never took Joker out of out of the cinemas. But I feel like that it's because... Me. No, well, of course not, because Joker's backed by a big corporation out of the out of the US is pulling in so much amount of X amount of money and if they in fact if they got rid of that from their screenings it's going to do them damage mm. they've obviously looked at Ratman and been like do you know what we don't have like this is not going to pull in X amount of money for us we're actually quite comfortable to let go of it and you know what it does it fucks up the whole thing for black creators because at the, at, at the end of the day it's like yo he's made this movie he's a black kid and now, this this cinema is not going to show it. But who cares? Like, who, who cares? Like, I'm glad. I'm glad that they did that. Do you know why? Because now I know <laughs> I don't need to spend my money there because they're not supporting, uh, like us. Do you know what I'm saying? It's also what that film, the fact that he's launched a film, what that's done. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. It's inspired people, whether they're five years old or thirty-five years old, mm. to really get into that field because you don't really see that happening no not at all when was the last time you saw a guy from the ends write a film and it comes out in the cinema bro like that's so lit <laughs> um so the, the, the last time is, is... The, the last time I think was Friday <laughs> no no it was um, <laughs> no it would it would have been um, no Clark and all of them man in it like Yo, those types say, of things I think that's just so sick and now living in a world where people have seen his journey, yeah. have seen him write Shiro's story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, the progression, yeah. yeah, getting signed by Jay-Z and now writing this film. Mm. I think, cool, take it out of the cinemas. That's bless. <laughs> it's just a bigger win and gives the film more clout. Yeah. Do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? I think Stephen touched on it before we even touched on Mike. He was saying how bad publicity is. Like, was it all publicity is good publicity, good publicity yeah, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is now everyone's talking about it. They're like, "Right, well, I want to go see this now. Like, I want to see 
what what was the reason? Why would they take it out? Like, what's wrong with it? And I'm sure he like just did 1.3 million in a week, which is amazing. Or was it the weekend? I don't know. Maybe a week. But I'm sure that number's due to climb very soon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And what he's done, as you said already, has inspired people to just go out and create these stories because there's so many stories to tell. Um, yeah, so we're just going on a little tangent, isn't it? And no, I think from that, like, I think God works in mysterious ways. So like, they, they've come out and they've exposed themselves. You, if I'm like the owner of View Cinemas, I'm calling a meeting and going like, what is going on? Why am I opening the paper and reading all of this fuckery? And then basically someone who decided to do this decision based on zero facts, wrong, wrong facts, is going to have to explain how that came about. And, you know, I'm not saying it might not happen today, but that person's head is on the chopping block now because, like, you know, it's great uh, publicity for the film, but, like, for View Cinema, it's like... There's a there's a section of the population that's really like coming after them hard, and it's like someone's gonna have to explain to their superior like, oh, I just assumed, <laughs> like, like like and that's gonna lead to some changes or an evolution behind the scenes that you know. Well, you'd hope actually, you'd hope so. You'd, you'd hope so. You'd, you'd hope, hope so. so. But like, you'd hope so. And the reason why I'm hopeful is because it's gonna, if we do this right as a community, it's gonna hurt them in the pocket and like. You know, if you were really boycotting, then people are going to feel that after some time. And then that's going to lead to action. Not because, like, they support the community or whatever, but because they're feeling the pinch or... Yeah, 100%. Or, or the share price is going down because all of a sudden, like, shareholders are like, why are we paying, pumping money to something that's been associated with discrimination? And, like, that's what it is. Because even, like, the police report said it had nothing to do with um, the screening of the film. Like, if anything, it was happened outside like uh something to do with frozen two or something like that it w- wasn't to do what? with that but like there's a, there's a queuing situation and like it was, huh? it was closer to the screening for frozen two than it was to oh, like oh, real oh. rap man not like the little, the, little, jokes, the little kids weren't taking up arms for frozen two my now, days but, like, you know like there was no correlation between like what happened and the film like they just tried to try to I just don't like I just don't like how they were so quick to just remove it like that that literally happened and then they removed it from all of their cinemas do you know how many films where like there's a gunman that goes into a school shooting and like none of it complete madness you know you know none of nothing nothing gets done deep what happened bruv it happened on like the Saturday or something I don't know I do not know the details but literally Within hours, it was removed from everywhere. People are getting messages from View saying that your viewing of Ratman's Blue Story has been cancelled due to unforeseen circumstances. Bro, I, I can, as I said, I can only see this as a positive because they've come out, they've been so blatantly obvious with their position. They mm. jumped the gun. Like mm. Stevie said, they, they've made a massive assumption. And yeah. They look like the Wallads, bro. <laughs> I haven't used that word for time, but they are the wallets. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not wrong, bro. You're not wrong. Do you know what else is mad? What? I was reading today, yeah, yeah. that Uber have lost their license. In London or in everywhere? London to past midnight in London. Raw. Man, them are going to be stressed. <laughs> man, them are not going to be on the late night creep in London no more, bro. bro. Swear down. Yeah. What? So why is it because they're um... something to do with the last? So you know TFL been beefing Uber for yeah, time, yeah, yeah, right? Of course, of course, of course. Because 
it's been undercutting because I think the taxi union is associated with TFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so with that, Uber and TFL have been having a big dispute for the longest of times because essentially Uber's undercutting taxi drivers, mm, right? Mm. And I think they've just been looking... I really don't want to misquote or like make any accusations, but I think they've been looking for an opportunity to cut ties with Uber for a while yeah, because of the the fact that it's essentially monopolised the game and taxi drivers aren't getting any Yeah, pay. of course. And so, yeah, I don't know the ins and outs, but I do know that they've cancelled it, bruv. So after midnight, man, can't catch your Uber. That is stress. <laughs> <laughs> night bus. Hey, I'm a, I'm a serial night bus taker, bruv. I will take the N109 hey, all the, the way home. The funniest things happen on I the not, night bus. I do boy. not mind the night bus, fam. I'm not, I'm not even I'm turning up my nose on that Uber thing. I'm strongly I've been, I've the been, night bus, man. I've been stung way too many times when that surcharge hits me. And I got to pay over the odds to get back to my yard. No, bruv, I was sitting my little black ass on the N109 and take it all the way home. I'm cool with that. But I'm fine. Speaking of Uber, yeah. Yeah. Do you not think it's mad how reliant we've all become on technology now? Yeah, of course. So now that Uber's gone, I literally had to sit there and think, <laughs> bro, what am I going to do? Bro, do what you've been doing for, for time, man. Do you know what? I realised, yeah. I, I, I kind of went up in up in life in the upper echelons of life when I started oh, shit. when I started to not really think about how I was getting places and start jumping on Ubers. Like, bruv, that is such a fucking luxury. <laughs> but that's the way the world's meeting, that is, bro. That is such I know, no, I know, I know, but that is such a luxury, bruv. Spoon fed, I meant to say by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you're lucky I was mid thought because <laughs> I was gonna jump on you, bruv. I'm gonna jump on you. Listen, yeah. Man, I used to just jump, get on the train, get on a bus. Fam, it's, it's calm. I don't know what, what the, like, <laughs> I ain't going to put them on blast, but my boys, they love Uber, bruv. They love Uber. And yeah, I'll be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. As well, <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll be like, let's just get the bus, fam. It's calm. It's all right. Like, nah, I, got, I think there's something prideful about me that just doesn't want to get the bus anymore. The bus is fine. It's there for us. Nah, it's literally saying. there for us. Because you meet all kinds of weirdos on the bus, bro. Fam. Mm, nah. <laughs> nah, like, man. Like, I take Uber. I, well, I used to take Uber. This guy is the Uber connoisseur, bro. Well, he didn't. <laughs> he lived in Amsterdam for however long and he's just got a bike. So, obviously. Transition. It's, it's a loan as well. So, I'm Lizzie fully Bastard. committed to it. <laughs> I'm fully committed to it, but it's a, it's a loan. But, like, for me, like, with the Uber, it's just the fact that you can just. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Get in, and then, like... <laughs> You can just relax and doze off. Like, if I'm on the bus, there's so many things I need to 
be wary of what? Like, like, what? No, buses are hype, man. Yeah, like, bro, you just why? don't know. Bro, I get PTSD about? jumping on the bus. So yeah, I'm like, I mean... gonna get robbed back in school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, do you want to hear a bus story? I'm joking, but uh, uh, guys, I've never been robbed on the bus. Do, do you want to hear, hear a bus story? There's a couple. Do you, what, what, do you want to you, you tell me, bro? Ah, uh, man. All right, cool. So, ah, uh, man. All right, this one. So when I when I was younger, yeah, we had, I had to go from I had to come from um, Croydon to um, to Brixton on the way home, yeah. And um, which is a very long journey, by the way. <laughs> no, but so long. No, but but um, <laughs> that's mad long. No, but we. I used to. I never used to take the bus all the way, but I'd get the bus to like um, West Croydon or whatever, or maybe to like Fort Fortney for Norbury or whatever. Yeah. And I remember being on the bus, yeah, and I was with the older lot from school. But I was like, nah, man, I, I'm not sitting upstairs, man. I'm just going to sit downstairs because I was probably like, yeah, I was like year seven and them little year tens. I was just like, do you know what? I'm just not going to go upstairs. Something told me, something told me, stay downstairs, Kay. Stay downstairs, yeah. Anyways, one of the big, big youths upstairs from my school was like, where's Kieran downstairs for? Came downstairs. Yo, come upstairs, man. Come upstairs. Why are you being a baby? You come upstairs. in his voice. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Why you being a baby? Come upstairs, come upstairs. So I was like, oh, he right, had man. a beard as well, bro. You know the man that hit puberty extra early. Big beard and gel plats, fam. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I can't, I can't upstairs. Went upstairs now, and th- these times we were just, we just passed like Fairfield Halls, and we're getting towards West Croydon bus garage. We get there now, <clears throat> and I'm look, I'm like on the side of the, I'm upstairs, but on the side, you know, and I'm looking out the window to see who comes on the bus. Yeah, mm. I didn't really see anybody. The bus pulls off, then the bus stops. Bear you jump on the bus now. Oh, I'm just like, oh. and you know when you start sweating because so you're just long. like, you're just like, I didn't come upstairs. I just came on the bus to go home. I just wanted to go home. Yeah. Anyways, these youths come upstairs. All of us lot, well, them lot are on the back, back, back of the bus, and I'm just like three or four in the front on the left now. One foot in, one foot one out. One foot in, one foot out, bruv. I'm kind of t- taking part in the jokes, but also looking out the window thinking, mm, I don't really know if I'm going to get... What's the context, though? Did, huh? What's the context? Of what? Like, was your school beefing another school? Nah, or... my school was just bare neeky, bruv. I didn't even want to say it, but I just went... I went to I went to a neeky school. Same, bro. Same. But you know what? It, it wasn't even that. You know what? We had, we had some real guys in my school. It's just that, like, collectively... <laughs> Collectively, the sum of the the sum of the sum of the the parts, the, the parts was just not adding up to one hundred. <laughs> it weren't doing that, man. It was it was a calm twenty. When, when guys saw the blazer, yeah. When it, not when they saw the blazer, it was like it was just easy picking, easy pickings. So, anyways, these youths got on the bus now, and you know what? Like, fair play to my guys. Like, they just like handle it. They're chilling, whatever. And in actual fact, these guys that came on the bus were being mad cool with us. I was like, Mm-mm, I don't it's trust these. I don't trust these motherfuckers, Love man. Him. I don't trust these guys. Anyways, so they're talking, 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 talking. Everyone's asking, oh, like, where are you from? Oh, who do you know? Oh, yeah. What do you play? Oh, yeah, I must have seen you from here, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, the conversation changed. One of the youths is like, yo, I'm hungry, you know? And everyone, and now one of his other bridges like, yeah, man, I'm hungry as well, you know? I'm like, Man I ain't getting eat today, bruv. I was like, I ain't getting eat today, bruv. Anyhow now, anyhow, I'm looking around and the youths now are like, hey, what, you got a pound for me? 
asking the asking my brethren at school. <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> I was like, I told you lot, man. Why are you trying to make man come upstairs and all of these things, yeah? And then I was just like, do you know what? I need to think of a way to get out of this somehow. Exit strategy. I don't know. I don't know how, but I need to come out of this somehow now. The brother, the brother comes up to me. He's like, yo, little man. Obviously, I'm the young... Remember, I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest. I'm, I thought the oldest are going to look man, after me. handle this? I thought the oldest are going to look after me. He's like, yo, little man, you got, you got any change for me? I was like... Do you know what, big man? I ain't got no change. I used it all today. And as you can see, these are my olders. But <laughs> I don't really want them to give you any money anyway. So anyway, this guy's all like, nah, man, you must have some money. Starts tapping my trousers and that. I was like, get off me, bruv. <laughs> what year was you at this point? Yeah, seven. Oh. I was like, get off me, bruv. <laughs> and then his brother looks at me like, right, this little boy's got a little bit of fight in him. Jeez. I was like, no, I don't have no fight in me. I just don't want man touching me, innit? And then all of a sudden, I saw that the next bus stop was coming up here, which wasn't my bus stop. But if if I walked far if I walked far enough, I would have got home. So I just said, "Are you man later?" Yeah, ducked off. That was the last of that. But fam, when I tell you, my heart was beating the whole way through the whole thing. So I understand the PTSD when it comes to buses. That's why I always sit downstairs. <laughs> Anyway, long story short, fuck buses. Yeah, man. all right, whatever. Fuck man. buses. Sorry for that little anecdote. We can no, take no, that no, out. Uber everywhere. We can take that out. Man. But do you not do you not feel as though, yeah? Technology has just it's just made things way too easy these days. Yeah. Look at online dating, for example, yeah. Like Boy. I cannot, bro. Listen, let me slide into anyone's DMs. I am terrible. Terribly. I've got I've got a friend that I had to coach on how to slide into the bro. DMs, boy. You know who you are, because I know you're going to listen to this as well, bro. <laughs> I have to coach him through it, man. But, like, do you not feel as though all these apps, yeah? Tinder, yeah. Bumble. Yeah. Like, even when you see these online personalities, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel as though there's bare people who have got energy and game yeah. via a phone. Yeah, but, but don't have that in real life. life. Bro, I, I don't think it's him. easier. Yeah, yeah but, but you, go on, go on, go on, Stephen. I was going to say, I don't think it's easier because I feel like it's so accessible. No one really knows who they're talking to like like to your point like people spit the maddest game online and then like you know people are just bare confused now like you just don't know what's outside i don't think it's easier i think like who i was talking to my brethren in london about this i was, I was saying to him like <laughs> back 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 in the day because we were talking about um, back in my day no not, not even my day we we're talking about a uh, separate tangent but like okay cool like our parents and like when they were getting married like uh, like early 20s and yeah. like how different it must have been because like your village or your town that was it that's all you <laughs> knew you had no idea what was Trust happening out there may have been like 10 gal in your whole village and you're like cool this is it for me yeah yeah this yeah. is yeah. as good times, as it's gonna get simpler times Just this is as good as it, when these days you're getting bombarded with a thing from colombia like all kind of <laughs> hybrid mixtures Man's everything Colombian aware, bro. And to bring to bring this back into like the idea of um, um of sports and then and, and marrying this with technology yeah as a as a professional athlete yeah and technology and and instagram and all these things oh my god Bro, you are just out there for like, you're you're anyone's game, bro. <laughs> you're literally anybody's game, mm. especially and then, and that's not even like I'm not even talking about male athletes are going after female. This is girls going after guys as well. Like trust. Do, do you realize how like small the world's got because of technology? Bro, uh, 
And it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great thing. I think it's a great thing because there are there are parts of the world that you would never have seen or never have understood without technology. But what is actually happening is that people aren't going outside anymore. People aren't experiencing outside. No. Like they're not There's no mystery. They're not <laughs> then literally they are not they're not going to I don't know, uh they're not they're not going anywhere in the UK. They're not visiting other places. They're just going to all of these places, these bait places because it's like, oh, I'm gonna go to Dubai, I'm gonna go to yeah. Miami, I'm gonna go to all of these places <laughs> because true. in actual fact, I'm gonna go there because I can get my one two picture, tell mm. everybody that I'm living my best yeah. life yeah. and then come back home. But not even tell you what is the local delicacy in these places? Yeah. Like that that <laughs> to me, yeah, the the whole concept of like like I don't know, like stunting or like just doing it for the gram or whatever. Bro, that's tiring, man. It's so tired. It's so tired. It is so tired, bro. Everyone does it. Bro. I know we no, we all do it. I'm 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 flipping guilty of it sometimes, but I feel like you can do that, but you have to have to, you have to know that you're doing it. Some people just do it because it's like I need to do this for this, because if I don't Please do this, others. no one doesn't no one's everyone's gonna think that I'm not wavy or nothing. I know that I I, do, I can do that, mm. but I can also just not be on it for two, three weeks and be having the best time of my life. I feel as though that comes from a lack of identity though. Of course it does. People people want to paint a perfect picture of themselves because if they do look in that mirror, it's like, fuck, who am I? What do I stand for? The answer's probably nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? That's not to throw shade on anyone, but I think there's a lot of people out there who they stand for nothing so they want to be seen to be doing these certain things yeah. so it looks like they have a but, purpose or they yeah, it looks yeah. like they stand for something. The other one that gets me is that sometimes I feel like I've seen places so many times that I don't even want to go anymore. Like Bali. <laughs> oh my days. Like, oh, like no, there no, is... No, Bali, no, no, no. no. no I, I want to go Bali, bro. Like, I know, but like... Get sometimes massage when, on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> when you're bombarded with everybody taking I've, the same no, but, thing, then but I, I think feel like I don't want to go and do the same no, thing. No, I think... I I hear, think no, the, I get what you're saying, though. I hear what you're saying, but I think it's the experiences that you do. Like, you go to these places. It's like, do you go to these places to... Do you go to these places just to take pictures and be like, oh, I went there because I saw someone else do this and it looked cool? Or And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But also, is it like, actually, I have a, a want to go somewhere, somewhere new, somewhere fresh, and literally feel it, feel it for what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been to Thailand. There's better people that have been to Thailand, but I went to Thailand and I was like, yo, this place is amazing. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I, went, I, went to, I went to Thailand and went to like one of the small remote islands and lived on one of the, the small remote islands. So like, it just depends on who you are and where you want to go and what your experience wants to be yeah, when no. you go to these places. Because the world, the world is your world. Like you can go, luckily for us, we can go wherever we want to. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think it's important that you do go and see the world because in actual fact, the more that you do see, the more that you understand that everywhere there are human beings and everywhere we are all the fucking same. It's the best education. Travelling is the best education. Trust me. I'd be really interested to speak to a female about this. Mm. And the reason I say that is, like, I used to chat to a girl who's got a lot of followers on Instagram, yeah? Oh, is it? Really? Mm. No, no, no. Hear me out. (laughs) She's my friend. She's my friend. So she's got a lot of followers. You London boys are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But bro, she was very aware of her online personality yeah, versus yeah. her oh, I real know you're life personality. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Huh? And so it was mad because anytime I'd be with her and we'd be talking, she'd be like, yeah, like, I know I have to just play a little game on social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, be yourself. Like, do you know what I'm <laughs> no, trying but, to say? But like, 
Because she was, bro, she was mad cool, yeah? But then there was this whole persona on Instagram that if you I saw think, her Instagram and didn't know her, yeah. you'd think she's a completely different person. But I think this loops back into your, our first topic and our first conversation of, about positioning and where artists and, brand, and, and brands collide, right? Because if this is the... If, this, if she's got a persona online and she's got X amount of followers and she's not influencing, but people follow her and whatever it is, yeah. then brands are looking like, oh, this person, we can link with them and she can get money that way. Do you know what I'm saying? She can, t- she can inf- not influence, but she can connect or she can, you know, I don't want to use the word influence because I don't like the word influence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She, she can connect with her, her followers and let's, so let's throw her a bag. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I can understand her having an online persona. And the fact that she knew that she did, I think is actually even better. It's when people think that yeah. their online persona is them. them and yeah. they and like they have to uphold this this weird fake person. I think you said the key word that. there was like personas, and that's what like I think when we first did social media, it was like kind of like, okay, cool. This is I want to show people this is the who real, I am. This is the real me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've taken a hundred pictures with my digital camera inside Tiger Tiger and I'm uploading all of them to Facebook. But then, <laughs> Even the toilet selfie, like. But then there was a moment where we backtracked and we realised, okay, cool. Too we, much sharing. Yeah, exactly. Like, when when, when people start losing jobs dumb shit, people are like, okay, cool. I need, to link, I need to LinkedIn this thing real quick. So now what we've got is personas, Brand, brand extensions. Like, this is who I want the world to see me as. Yeah. But if there's no cameras, I'm a different beast. Yeah, yeah. So, personas is a great word because mm. that's exactly what we're looking at online. That's why dating's hard because you have, you're dating people's personas. Yeah. Then you need to actually find out who they really are. Yeah. And it's two different things. It's very true, man. So, do you guys think people growing up now, let's say early, early teens. I knew you were, your segue is sick fam. Go do on. you think, <laughs> segway is you sick, think fam. the same? Yeah bro, segue is sick fam. Do you think that um, early teens now are going to struggle to date in the future? Oh, oh actually you took it somewhere completely different. <laughs> I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll struggle to date. I think the nature of relationships will change. Like in the example I was talking about, like, okay, yeah, cool. Our parents met um, in early 20s and they're like, cool, this is it for me. Only 10 girls in my village. This is the one I'm going for. Lock it off. Done. <laughs> now, it's and that, that, would, that would last a lifetime. Now we're seeing like, okay, cool. People getting multiple, not even divorce, multiple divorces. Yeah. And it's now like things are so short term now. Like you know, like people really. It's very rare to see something that lasts like twenty years. Like ten years is a heck of an achievement now. So I feel like the, that's very true. Actually, the ones from before, like the, what we class as relationship, is going to change. Like maybe, and you know, people like oh you shouldn't just have one partner. I think people are going to be experimenting with trying to redefine what relationships should be. Should I have, should I choose one? Should I have an IG girlfriend? Should I have a Twitter girl? Like people are going to go in all kinds of directions. I, I think, I think, um, I don't know. Cause I, I, I don't, I don't know much about what's going on right now. Yeah. But I still, I feel like some people might just start dating because it's like, it'll look good to take pictures with this person yeah. or like they'll so they're, or they're, they're with, they're with someone happening. they're with someone because they bring something like 
oh, I'm I'm with you because I'm a model and you're a photographer. Like that shit happens already. Well, you know what I mean, re- I could reach the Puerto Rican market. Yeah, I, yeah, like like certain like certain <laughs> things. Like, like people are strategizing their relationships to be like, do you know what? Like I'm just gonna be with you because it seems like a good thing to do rather than Brand actually merger. dating someone that's like properly for them. Do you know what that's I mean? So mad. And you know, it like, just blows my fucking mind. <laughs> you, know, you know, like when Facebook acquired. Um, like WhatsApp, it's just like brand merges. That's what it's going to be now. Just it's like, true, bro. It's going to merge. It's true. I don't <laughs> think I don't think they'll find it difficult to date. No, I mean I think they'll they'll be able to find. You think it'll be easier? I think they'll be able to find people. Yes. However, I feel like in a public or when they're off social media and they're in a relationship, like in a space like we are together right now. I don't know if they're going to be able to communicate because they might just start texting each other, next sitting next to each other because that's yeah. the only way they know how to do how so to be. Wild. Like I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future holds, but I do feel like human interaction is in not, not in a decline, but it is declining. It's like all time low. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. so. I, I don't have the stats for it, but it seems like it is because we spend so much time on our screens. But then for you guys, is, do you not feel as though that's gonna plateau that whole like the fact that physical interactions are low I feel as though that's gonna I think we're gonna revert back to what we would used to do that's what I was thinking yeah. I feel like I feel like people are gonna get tired of just sharing their lives online and being like you know what let's just go outside man let's just go outside <laughs> go to the park play on the swings have a picnic do you know what I mean? Like, cute stuff, man. I kind of see it happening now. Too, yeah, so. it is, it is. But I feel like that's us lot trying to do I, them things. And that's where the younger generation yeah. going to look at us and be like, these men are old, man. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was, I was going to say, like... These men are old. What are they doing outside? <laughs> one one real example is that like, Anna always gets at me. She's like, put your phone down and let's have, like, half, half an hour or whatever. Still holding on to that Gen yeah. Z, boy. <laughs> but, like, but, like, I see, like... You, you said it might you go should, outside. Though. No, no, should I absolutely one hundred percent agree? Okay, I'm good. Like, so it's, Hold tight, Anna. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm in rehab, um, but um, <laughs> but Can like, say, oh, oh my god! Me. But I see, like, I see it going in the other way. I feel like we've got one more frontier before it all. Because oh, I'm seeing yeah. people talk about like, robots and shit and stuff. <clears> like, <throat> it's like it's crazy, and people I, are actually. Like, I just, just want to say, yeah, yeah, like with that point you made. I think that's one of the most number one jarring things what? about a girl. If oh my you're god! With her, yeah, and you're chilling. Oh, oh and she's on her phone. She's on her phone. Oh yeah, for like, sure. I I can walk away. Oh, I can like. Wind one, me up. Like, if, um, depends depends on how long you're on your phone for, but if it's too long, I could just be like, okay, it's time for us to go. Bro, there's been times I've literally wanted to say like, alright, cool, I'm gonna go. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get into we can we yeah, can talk about this another too. But but to touch on Steven's su- subject and um, topic just now on or where his trailer thought was going, in actual fact, when you do think about it, we yeah, we probably are going towards actually not leaving our house to the point where we sit in our houses with with our with our headsets on. What was that film called with Bruce Willis? Surrogates. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's that already yeah. player one, like stuff like yeah. that, where people are living a life out outside of life to escape this weird reality that we live in now. And they want to have another one where they're actually they are their online personas, and yes. that is their real life. You know, you know the because games. We're actually there. You know the game Sims. You know yeah, what we yeah, were yeah. doing before, yeah, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. had a cartoon and yeah. like, we were literally living through that. That's going to become. You're going to find people in Tokyo or somewhere. Isn't it mad that Sims was the government's way of getting us ready to be 
doing that. Yeah, if you're a conspiracy mad. theorist. Yeah. No, <laughs> we've been programmed it's, it's we've, been, wild. we've been programmed from way before. We haven't smoked today, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually one of our more sober, <laughs> sober broadcasts. Sober sober conversations. You should come back when we're drunk. And I, <laughs> um, um, they, I'm just I'm just trying to shit, man. Sims is one of them games where, okay, yeah, let's let's get these guys ready to like, you know, role playing games. Then we'll introduce social media so that they can be like get used to being online and now we'll just make them Sims themselves. That's if we're not being we're we're Sims already. We're not far off. That's, we're not that, far off. No, and that's not if someone else is playing us as Sims, but yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. story oh, for another day. We're not far off, but like it's gonna get to a point where like your online persona is gonna go to your girl's house. You're gonna like just send it up, send it on like, oh, he sent me an emoji. Like you're gonna be in here. It's gonna get that ridiculous before oh, we come back nah, to where it is. It's gonna get I don't know, I don't know. I feel like as as long as there's I feel like we've got like, gears to go. As, as long as there's people <laughs> like us around, that I doubt that, that, that will happen. But do you know what? There there could be some cool cool things about it, you know, like you get you get to a certain age and you can't actually experience life outside then you know you you you, you live things through AR and VR and whatever and what have you say VR but VR by time we by time we are like old and that no and, I feel that We'll we'll be playing PlayStations and that when we're in the old, pe- old people's yeah, homes and that. No, VR on my uh, wheelchair, fam. Technology can be used for good or for bad, right? Yeah, yeah of course, of it's course. It's all about moderation. Of course, of course. Yeah, Uber's sick and it was lit while we had it in London. R.I.P. Wow, bro, that's <laughs> but nuts. I feel as though when you rely on it too much or you become too yeah. heavily dependent on it, mm. that's when it can become a bit of a dangerous thing. What do you, and I guess this is, this is a good way to, to even talk about um, what you think social media and technology is, has done to people as in, in a bad way, I guess. Like, what do you, what do you think those, that the negative it's effects so, of it? So because, many. because, sorry, just to think, because I feel like um, we were speaking about it the other day, right? Where we were the first, the first generation to like, experience we know life without it and then we've been we we adopted it straight away but we we just did it we just yeah. did it and we didn't actually know what they, if there were and if if there were any consequences to using it so much so now we're seeing all of these things about mental health and how how you should take time and take breaks off of social media and technology away from technology um and and i just want you guys to talk about how you felt about the the negative effects i think it. it just makes people more insecure yeah Whenever you create an idealistic picture of what something should be, or yeah. what something should look like, yeah. people who are nowhere near that are always going to compare themselves. Mm. And I think you've got two ways of looking at it. It can be really aspirational, like, yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. But then to kind of go in, dig deeper into that point, you could be aspiring to be or become something that isn't even real. And That's true. And painted in a way to look idealistic. Mm. But then the second point around it, which I'm trying to remember in my head now, um, it's gone. Well, if it was going to be aspirational, then it's going to be a damning effect, right? No, it's gone. My head's gone. Oh my gosh, Yaf was on to one. I, did you hear? Did you hear the tone in my voice? Man? It's yeah, come back. It's so No, I was, I was gonna say. I think with the definition of like zero chill, like <laughs> if you go like on like everything now, it's about outdoing the last person and just sensational hype, like. 
I was watching Arsenal fan TV and like the guy just tossed his season ticket yeah, behind. Yeah, that was for like, clout. So. It, it, exactly. Like we're all just trying to outdo the next. There's literally no filter on mm. Twitter. Mm. Like, you know, people can laugh at anything. People can say anything. And it's just like, compared to like, obviously when we were before technology, I felt like people had that sense. Of, oh, you've gone too far or don't say that or but now we're just exposed to everything and anything yeah, like facts. there's literally zero chill like mm, there's nothing mm. that is off limits and i feel like that's they is it's cool in terms of like sometimes like Almost the means the of limit. money yeah but what is the limit and like how far are people willing to push it i am um, i remember my second point now guys yeah, go go I'm for back. it you go for so, it. yeah there's the there's the aspirational side of it but then there's that side of it where you can look at something which has been, you know, perceived as really cool and, you know, the best of the best. And that can make you feel really insecure about where you're at in your current situation. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And I think as humans, naturally, we're always going to compare. Mm. And I feel as though the subconscious effects of that could be a lot more long lasting than we actually think. Yeah, it's true. And so I was talking to a friend recently and they're struggling with work and whatever trying to get a job but imagine if they've got hella friends on instagram who were just posting stories of them living their best life yeah that could have like this friend of mine could be like right i need money like i want to be doing that do you but, know what i mean and that could feed more deeper but, into their insecurity just to just to just to question that why don't you why don't you just get rid of it if that's the case like if that's the case like for me it's like uh well i obviously spend way too much time looking at other people's life. Do you do? No, no, not me, bro. Oh. I'm just saying, like, oh, I obviously spend too much time looking at other people's life yeah. for it to have this effect on me. So I want to put this away, focus on me and get myself a flipping job, work at my job and then do what I need to do because the funny thing is I was listening to um, Jamie talk the other day. FOMO doesn't exist if you don't have social media. Like you don't know what any people, other people are doing if you're not looking at them. I don't know. I feel, I feel no, but like, if you remove, but if you remove yourself from from that situation, I get the sentiment. You know I get, what I'm yeah, I get. I think the execution is is different because what will happen? Like, like we did it today. Well, like Yaf was like, "Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen that?" So, like, even let's say, like, I took a break of a week. Yeah, in my workplace, people be like, have "Fine, you- fine, no, fine, fair enough." Yeah, I get that. Like, but that's on that's on on a smaller scale. Social media, you are exposed to thousands, if not millions, of different possibilities that you could be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And if you remove that, you're always going to have FOMO. You're always going to have a fear of missing out on something, but that's through word of mouth. It's going to be things in your your immediate circle. What people are actually being exposed to is everything. Oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. Oh, that looks cool. I need that. Oh, I need to spend money on this. I need to spend money on that or whatever it is. So do you feel as though people are getting more information than they can handle? Yes. Of course. Of course. Of course. And that's why I think social media can be damaging. Yeah. But I think we should should. Probably dedicate a full episode just breaking this down. Properly oh no, one hundred percent. The ramifications of it are crazy. Yeah, let's do no, that. No one, no one knows the ramifications. Like we're we're trying to find out constantly what it is. And new cases are breaking out all the time. Like we yeah. don't know. Yeah, is is the scary thing. But then I do think as well. There's a massive positive side to it as well. There's a huge mm. upside. Yeah. I can stay connected to people all over the world and see what my friends all over the world are doing. Yeah. But then again, maybe that's a bad thing because I'm not just picking up the phone and calling them. Yeah, I'm just yeah. seeing and saying, oh, sick, so-and-so yeah. is having a good time, you know? So, 
yeah, it's a bit wild. It's a bit nuts. Um, we just one, have to see what happens. One one thing that I thought that we should do, um, seeing that we was talking around social media and that, I feel like we should we didn't talk about what um, our out of home social activities. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we should end on um, something that obviously relates to us being here and us trying to what we do what we get up to <laughs> is, that, sorry. Is, that, is that what we're trying to do right now <laughs> no no so no episode two so, right? no bro, bro, listen, listen to me Steven <laughs> listen to me man listen to me listen to me listen to me man nah Yaffa was mentioning earlier that like we should talk about our experiences trying to like um, join like football teams and like you've got some fo- some funny stories like that because I feel like we did just talk about a lot of things just now heavy, heavy, heavy and it's stuff. quite heavy you know what I mean so it'd be, it'd be nice to just hear you lot little, your little stories about um, not little stories but your stories about joining football clubs here in, in Amsterdam and, and what it's been like for you guys <sighs> uh, I blame Stephen bro. I blame Stephen and I blame Adil it's them and there bro it's probably the best, first, first best of all, first of all, what what would you say is um, was is it is it is, is it the same as joining the team in in the UK? No, it's completely different. Do you know what? I made a conscious effort of wanting to join a football team in Amsterdam because I wanted to continue that sort of habit, right? Of yeah. Playing on the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I play with work and that, but you know, you want to mingle outside of work as well. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah so. Um, I joined this team, FC Amsterdam. Yeah. You call out the name? Yeah, yeah, of course. Rah. And it sounds official as well. Right, you man play for FC Amsterdam. <laughs> it sounds legit. Um, which a couple of my friends, who a couple of my friends played for. And it was cool. Like our first games, we was doing all right. So to, to build a bit of a, of a picture, the whole team is basically man from the ends in Amsterdam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we'd get in the change oh, room, God. playing the Dutch rap. Yeah, you know, but it's nice because you you feel a bit more integrated yeah, into yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. local Dutch culture. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so it was cool, bruv. Like football's football, isn't it? But everyone who knows me knows I'm I'm very competitive. And mm. so when I'm when I'm on the pitch, I'm trying to like give it my all. Yeah, bro, we was doing exceptionally well until one day. We travelled away. It was about a half an hour drive and we had like nine men. Why did you only have nine men? Bro, God, only God knows, man. <laughs> only God knows. And like, bro, the kickoff was about, I'm going to make it up, but it was about 2.30. Yeah? yeah. And we're still in the change room at 2.25. There's five minutes <laughs> have you, until have you, have you Have you like warmed up or, or what? Bro, me and Steven just went, we went outside to warm up. Bro, 2.30 touches, it's still me and Steven out there. We're warming up, we're stretching, we're doing our thing. Bro, everyone's coming out in drips and drabs, just walking, still bussing joke. I'm like, oh, these men are not serious. We're going to hold smoke today. <laughs> and so I think we go 1-0 down inside the first five minutes. Yeah. Literally for some stupid goal. Our keeper's a madman, by the way. Like he just, he, Have you ever seen Mean Machine? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vinny Jones, yeah, 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 no, yeah, not yeah. Vinny Jones. Um, I don't even, I can't even remember the actor's name. In, no, he played Vinny Jones. I don't know where Vinny played. But the goalkeeper's a madman in Mean Machine. Ours was exactly the same. So this guy, yeah, he used to do make wild mistakes, Bruv, We went like one or two nil down inside ten minutes. Yeah, our centre back walks off the pitch. 
I'm thinking, bro, get, come, please come back. We need you, fam. And so, bro, he's walked off. Like, we haven't got a replacement, by the way. So we're now down to <laughs> Jason man. Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, Jason Statham didn't play for FC Amsterdam, by the way. He, he was the goalkeeper in me. <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, I'm just thinking, bro, come on, man. Like, what's wrong with you? And so it gets to half time. I think we're about 4 0 down at this point. I'm just thinking to myself, bro, this is a Saturday afternoon. I could be in my yard chilling. Fam, I think we ended the game with like eight men because a couple of youths <laughs> walked off. And I was running my socks off, bro, like putting in a shift. After that, I just said, I am not playing for this team ever again in my damn life. And then from there, I've enjoyed my weekends ever since. <laughs> I've enjoyed my weekends ever since. But it's so funny because, yeah, in London, that stuff happens. But not to that degree, bro. Like, mm. these men are literally people from the ends that are talented, but they don't, they don't give a shit, bro. <laughs> so would you say there's a more lapsed approach to football? Well, in, at least in the in league that you, in your experience. Um, I, no, there think, certainly was. What about wait, you, Steven? Wait, wait. So there's, so I was in, I've been in this team for like, I think like two years. So like the first year was actually, like, we had the team spirit and everything going. I think it was just, it's me, obviously Adil made all these signings as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm going to say it. Adil signed me up and then um, <laughs> and then became player coach. And it's just like, what, watching me week in, week out. <laughs> watching me struggle week in, week out. <laughs> I, I was brought under false pretenses. So like, the first year was calm. Like, we actually had a good like team spirit. And then a lot of people left. And then we got like a new influx. And then it just became like wild. Like, like every week was unpredictable. Like you'd just be sitting there hoping you'd have like... Even 10 men at one point, just, just give us 10. Just give us 10. Like, no subs, nothing. But, like, you just be hoping. And then, um, then you have to join. We had like, it picked up uh, everyone's morale. Then Ibi was there for a while. So that, that, that was cool. And then we were doing well. And then, like, people just could be fucked. And then, like, the wildest thing I ever saw was in terms of, like, this guy's got some stories, bro. So, there's a free kick. 30, 35 yards out. <laughs> so this is a rare case. A deal was played. A deal was played. So I said to Adil, okay, cool. Come, we get in this wall. Our goalkeeper <laughs> then insists that he does not need a wall. I've never been so confused on a football pitch because I was just saying to Adil, like, even David De Gea has a wall. Like, what does he mean he doesn't want a wall? I told you our keeper was nutty, like, bro. So, so he was... And this is how much of a... If you think Arsenal, Man United are banned to FC, nah, nah, nah. We, we, we held that crown for a while. So like, okay, cool. We don't make a wall. And where does this ball go? Top, <laughs> top bins. Top bins. And I'm looking at it, deal like, at that point, I wanted to walk off. I was just like, this guy legit said he does not want a wall. Yeah, he's got it. And from 35 yards out, he's been beating top bins. Um, and then the, the wildest, that's not even the wildest story. So like, so sometimes the, some of the um, Ajax Ultras somehow got a permit to referee a game (laughs) 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 for those ultras are like the extreme like fans that just take it overboard and basically this referee for some reason like he got into an argument with um tim's brother no no he got into argument with tim so tim's the captain of our team shout out to tim hold tight team skipper skipper of life so he got into an argument with tim and he's like now pushing tim and then Tim's pushing him back. 
all of a sudden Tim's brother, Loic, hold tight, Loic, Street Fighter, comes out of nowhere and lays out the ref on the floor. What? Yeah. It was mad. Yeah, bro. So the referee madness, then gets up and gets on a hype thing. He's just like, you, me, we have a day to destiny. We are done. I'm like, what is happening? So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I feel like I'm in a in Sega fam. Like, it's That's like Sub Zero, arms are flying. Like, is it is it Dalim from? Um, <laughs> Dalsim, Dalsim. Yeah, da- Dalsim, fam. Limbs are flying. The referee has lost it. He's attacking everything and anything inside. <laughs> so eventually, he gets calm down or held down to the ground because he's foaming at the mouth at this point. It's like, oh, you will get it. I'm like, what? So the match obviously gets abandoned because the referee's like lost it. But that was the first time a referee has abandoned a game due to trying to take out a member of the team. <laughs> and this is like a weekly occurrence of stories here. Like sometimes just sit down on the grass and just be like, how did we get here? Bro. Bro. And the facilities are so good. That's yeah. what makes it so mad. Like yeah. the pitches are flat. The changing room, you actually want to get dressed in, like, you know, not, not just out in the wind, like, just stripping down, getting changed. Like, facilities are nice. I went to that I went to that place once and I was like, I'm not going back. Did you come I, once? I played one game with you guys. Played one game with you guys. Was that there? No, you weren't no, there. I don't know if you were there. I came one game and I was like, nah, I'm not going back, man. I just can't play. I just, I can't play football with people anymore, man. I can't. I just. <laughs> the other day, I just can't play football, man. I can't play. I, not that I can't play football. For the record, I'm all right at football still. <laughs> However, I just can't play with certain people. And anyways, what I wanted to say actually, what I wanted to talk about was um, quickly before we end wrap this up is that it's actually so funny coming to a new country because do you know what it is? You have to make new friends, and the last time you ever made new friends was when you were a child. Do you know what I'm saying? Like going up to somebody and being like, oh, can I be your friend? Or can I, can I play football with you? Or whatever it is that you did to be friends. We're adults. We don't, we don't, we, you're not really in the frame of mind to be like, I need to make new friends. Or I need to go and have like a friendship date with somebody or take somebody's number. Like that's not something that you're like, you're programmed to do as an adult. And it's so funny when you meet new people, you're like, oh shit, I have to make an effort to like, actually be friends with people now that I'm in a new place. I love that though. No, 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 it's dope. But I'm just saying it's it's very interesting that you have to do it now having not having to do it for so long because you have your friends in London. Like Mm -hmm. you've made your friends. And if Mm -hmm. you have any new friends, they're almost like circumstantial because it's like you might meet them through work. Side friends. See what I'm I'm saying? But you will have your friend friends. I think it's half and half because like, let's say for example, if we go to Soho, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can pretty much talk to anyone in there yeah and i'm not saying we'll end up being their friends but i think people in certain um circles or certain communities yeah are just a lot more friendly in general and i think maybe it's the way we're wired excuse me because of growing up in london or whatever Mm. where it's quite um clicky to an extent (laughs) and you're not necessarily used to going out of your way i feel as though when you do move to a new place and you like, let's be real. We kind of stepped into a different social class when we came over here, right? Because yeah, basically, we started earning decent yeah, yeah, money, yeah, 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 yeah. hanging yeah. around with different people. Yeah, and so I thought the Soho so, House membership, <laughs> hold tight, key, hold tight, yeah. Hey, you too, yeah. Hey, right. black card. Um, so I feel like once you step into those, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it out. What's <laughs> 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 Once you step into ah, those is, circles, oh, yeah. uh, man. 
Once you step into those circles, then people are a lot more open-minded anyway. I've got a good question for you guys. Can you recall the first friend you made? Here in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously that wasn't... Well, mine's different because the one I, someone I didn't work with, or oh, not not part of the TPs, but with okay. the exception of me, because that was literally like first friend, friend. Yeah, I probably Anna and Ankita. That, that's two of them, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. How, did, how did that come about? Um, well, I used to work. Well, Ankita, um, shout out Ankita. We're actually this is my, my house. It's my housemate. Um, she's actually in Japan at the minute. Um, working she's been there for a month she's got another month to go and then she goes to India where she's from so I haven't I'm not going to see her for like another two months but um, the way we became friends was so so random man so basically um, I I was looking for a a housemate and my head of department was like yo um, send out an all agency and see who like oh, send out all agency but also Send it. Um, send one out to. Can you just send one all agency? I have a mind oh, sorry, that's like sorry. letting off a bat signal in the middle of the night. Kind of, but an all all agency is like a all agency email. So everyone on the on on in the agency will get uh, the the message that I sent out. Basically, I was looking for um, asked that I was looking for a housemate and whatever and whatnot. Um, and two people replied to me. Uh, one was An- Anya and one was Ankita. And I re- I later found out that. They were creative partners, mm. but they'd been living together, mm. uh, and they were just looking for like a housemate, like new housemates, because they spend all their time together. They wanted a new housemate, and I was like, okay, cool. Like I spoke to Anya, and she's amazing. She's an amazing girl. Um, um, she came up to me first, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, 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 cool. Um, and I, I didn't know like whether or not that was going to happen or not, but I knew that she was looking for someone to someone to live. And to be honest, I was like, sick, at least someone wants to live with me. And I was like telling her like the type of person I am, pretty chilled out and whatever, whatever, whatever. And then um, I think maybe like half an hour or an hour later, Ankita came downstairs, yeah? And like, she, if you know Ankita, she's just a ball of energy, isn't it? And she came up, like, she swandered up to my desk, yeah? I think she even, like, slammed her book down. And she's like, yo, I heard you're looking for a housemate. I was like, yeah. Sold. I was like, yeah. She's like, well, look, I'm looking for one too. Um, I'm taking a week off next week to look for one. If I find one and it's a good one, are you down? I was like, yeah, I guess so. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I've just told both of these girls that I'd say yes sort of thing, innit? <laughs> but, like, the whole conversation with Anya was really open. Like, it was like, if you find one, you find one. If I find one, I find one. Like, it wasn't like, I'm definitely going to live no with promises. you. There's no promises made sort of thing. So I'm like, I was like, I kind of committed to both of them, but it was just like, I was just like hedging my bets because it's like, I need a place to stay. I can't keep living with a deal. I didn't have a place to stay in it. And I was living with a deal and he just got Zeke, bruv. And I was like, I'm not living with him and his I'm dogs, bruv. screwing you, I, bruv. These times, these times, I weren't, I don't mind dogs. Yeah, I don't mind dogs at all. But see, see when he brought back Zeke, I was like, nah, man. Baby this, bear, I was like, this place is not big enough for the two of us, fam. <laughs> and guess what? You can have your space, for boy, because your daddy's going to give it to you. So anyway, yeah. Um, sorry, this is a very long-winded story, but this is how we actually became friends, right? So um, <clears throat> she sends, uh, she she goes off on uh, on holiday to look for these um, mm. these houses for a week. And um, I remember... 
her just sending me a um a video. She's like, I found a house. I was like, what do you mean you found a house? She's like, this is the house we're going to live in. Um, Come to this place today with a proof of ID, everything that you need for a house. Keep I'm like, in the legwork. and I was like, bro, it was the first day. It was like, I was like, rah, what? She's like, yeah, come, it's nice. I was like, send me a video. But I forgot that I sent her, I gave her my mum's number. when Because like, I don't know, ran, like, I don't know why, but automatically I just typed my mum's number and put it in her phone. So she sent my mum this video of this yeah. house, yeah? yeah? And my mum has called me being like, oh, this house looks really nice. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, the lady, she sent me a video. Oh, Obviously, so- my mum's thinking it's like some like housing agent, agent or something, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, no, shit. I said, like, your mum, t- tell her to give me the what's it and whatever. So I ended up doing it. And um, I think later on, like, obviously, it, we, we took a while to get used to each other living in our house. Mm-hmm. But I think for her, and she said it to me, like, the fact that I was able to trust her with something as big as that, with no questions. And I was just like, yo, I trust you, like do your thing. And for her to be like, for me, just being like, yeah, I'm cool to live with you. I was like, that that, that goes, for me, that went beyond just being a, a work friend to me. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and now we're, that's like, that's my big sister. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I, that's a friend of mine. And obviously Anna that I met and we spent, literally spent like the last 18 months pretty much in each other's pockets those are two friends that I made here that I like, I feel like will be with me for, for the longest while, like, do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'd say them two still. That's dope, man. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I should know you, but I don't. And obviously Freddie, because Freddie, but I knew Freddie before here. Yeah, 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 your first. No, man, I've got, I've, no, your first, your first one, not like, don't pick your best friend, but like, (laughs) I honestly can't remember. I'm not going to lie to you. The thing is, I just, Coming, coming over to here, it was just a big social blur because yeah. I met so many people in the first week that it was all a bit overwhelming, to be honest. But I just remember, like, I know now I've got some really good people in my life. And so, yeah, man, I just, we thank God. I'm blessed, bruv. But I can't remember who my first friend outside of the main group was. Apologies, whoever you are. I, I can remember mine it kind of led to the, the main one. So like um, it was Isaac. So like is that work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like it's like Isaac. Shout out Isaac. Yeah. So like um, he was cool. I think I just saw him round on campus, and then obviously like we we're both black, and then I think we got. I can't remember. We just got talking, and then um, he was into. He also sports Man United. Um, so I, so we kind of rifted off that. Anyone that sports Man United, probably struggling. Like, <laughs> from an Arsenal, from an Arsenal fan. Yeah, it's premature, man. Bro, let's not even get <laughs> into this conversation into that. here. But like, basically, we were just talking about football, and it was just like a natural one. And then um, he was like, "Come over to like my yard." So I was like, "To watch the game." So I was like, "Okay, cool." So I did, <laughs> and then uh, but he didn't explain that he was also sharing this yard with someone else. So I was like, "So it's half <laughs> we're watching the game," and then this other person is just. <laughs> Screw facing like Man United are losing, and this other person just screw facing on the couch. So I'm like, Isaac, is it cool that I'm here? Because like the vibe, the energy was tense. <laughs> it was it's under the Moyes era, so like it was tense. So that person 
obviously it was a deal. It was like my, my, hey. my good, good, good friend now. But then that was like literally our first encounter, which is like, I was convinced like this guy is going to murder me. Like he doesn't want me to be here. And like we've gone from there, whereas like now it's just like, if I'm not with a deal on a weekend or anything, it's like, it's oh rare. God. But it's just, it's just mad how that friendship started with a deal. It's like him sitting on the couch, screw facing hard and me like are we safe here to like so that that, that was me that was like a really funny like turnaround but I like I like that question though because yeah man for real I think for anyone who is stepping out of their comfort zone mm. and moving to a new place and just even in general people need to step out of their their comfort zone for sure. and connect with more people man. for sure part of the people is really important so yeah I think it kind of ties up everything we've been saying like around social media and all of that jazz mm-hmm. but actually just developing a real physical in-person relationship with someone I think is, yeah. it's is important. massively overlooked it's important it's important to, for, for you as an individual to get a different perspective I guess that's why we love to sit here and chat to each yeah. other because it's like you know obviously we've known each other for so long but actually you guys see things from a different perspective and if you were to live in your own vacuum without actually talking to anyone that can give you that perspective, you're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to be able to, you know, have the the, the presence of mind to Definitely, man. to say or to do the things that you already do I with the people you. around you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to Trust me. wrap this up. I, I, Kiki always has the last word. You, you come like, <laughs> is it like, like Maury Povich? You know, like, like final four of the day, fam. I love hey, it. But you know what though, yeah? Like, we just talk, bro. We just talk yeah. and record. And if people can take even a few nuggets from this... Yeah, for sure. I, I think we're all happy people in yeah. today. And like, we literally... I know this conversation felt like we probably go, went everywhere, but there's a method to the madness, isn't it? Facts. There really is. Like, this, this is just, just a conversation. Yeah, exactly. This is literally a conversation. We sit down and we, we pull up, but this is obviously a Monday, so we didn't pull up today, but we're, uh, we're here, man. We're just chilling. Facts. But yeah, man. Let's go enjoy our weeks. Yeah, man. Bless up, my peoples. Bless up, everybody, man. You know what it is already, the Out of Home podcast. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.